fit person. Um, he likes to work out a lot and play basketball and lift weights. And I keep telling him that he's too old for that kind of shenanigans, um, that he should just fall into my lifestyle of not that. Um, but he persists. And so this week he threw his back out, um, lifting, doing deadlifts or so. I don't even know what that is. It's like, it sounds violent to me. Um, but he was doing deadlifts. He threw his back out. And yesterday was the first day he could actually stand up. Um, so he's in a great amount of pain and under a lot of medication um, right now. So I don't know if he even realized what just happened um, out here. So uh, if, you, if you see him, you may not, because right now he's currently probably laying down on his back uh, backstage. Uh, but if you see him, um, just pray that he would uh, find some relief and healing in his back, because uh, not only do we have, uh, he's coming back out for this service, but we have tomorrow um, as well, which leads me into tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, for those of you who are completely living in a hole, um, or we're banking on the Mayans, uh, that they were right. Um, they weren't. So tomorrow is Christmas Eve. We're celebrating, um, it here at six 30 here in the CLC, uh, as we traditionally do here for the past 10 or so years. Um, the, uh, the other services, if the six 30 just doesn't work for you, we're, you know, we understand that, uh, the other services here on the campus are the two 30 service in the sanctuary. That's the old person service. Um, not judging, just like calling as a seat, uh, five o'clock, uh, it's down the hall. That's the crazy children's service. Uh, if you want to partake in that, be careful, put on your armor of God before you go. Cause it's a madhouse. Uh, and then, uh, then six 30 here, then seven o'clock in the sanctuary, nine o'clock in the sanctuary. And then for those of you who like to party the 11 o'clock, um, down the hall in the sanctuary as well. Uh, so a, a brief straw poll, um, if we were, I grew up going to the midnight service. Uh, it started um, right at midnight. Uh, that's uh, we always everywhere we went. We w- grew up Episcopalian, and they'd always have something like that. And, and I loved it. It was one of the great joys of the season for me was was going to that service. And part of it could have been because I w- I got to stay up that late on Christmas Eve, and it was like awesome. Um, but also, I just loved that service, and I've always done the 11 o'clock service with David. Um, every year I go in, and he preaches it, but I just uh, I help him, I assist him. I get to wear my robe and everything. I look real grown up. Um, but I'm not doing that this year because we have a new pastor on staff, and, and he's taking that role. Uh, so I started thinking, well, maybe we should do one in, in New Heights. Um, and not this year, uh, <laughs> mind you. Uh, Daryl just went, what? Uh, uh, but uh, if, if we were to consider this next year, I just want to say, how many of you would be interested in a late service, 11, 11.30, something like that here in the CLC? Okay, more, okay y'all are more fun than 9.30. Um, 9.30 is very boring. Um, all right, thank you. That was, I don't know if we're going to do it or not. I just wanted to see if, there, if all of you said, you're crazy, um, we go a different direction. So there you go. And then January 4th, some of you may know this as the day uh, of the Cotton Bowl. Um, you're welcome for allowing me to, th- you can throw that out there. Uh, but it also is the, the first day, the first Friday of the month, and we are beginning our lab worship uh, experience. And we're going to be doing that the first Friday of every month here in the CLC. It's going to be a longer, extended period of worship. Um, and it starts at 7 p.m. There is child care. Uh, it will also be an extended period of, uh, of teaching, of prayer. We really don't know. We're just going to, like, play um, in, in the ways to worship God. And, and, uh, and so that happens, uh, Friday, January 4th, and then every first Friday until Jesus comes back, uh, or something like that. Uh, so if you have questions about it, please, uh, please see me. The Moore store is still open. If you have not yet 
purchased all the gifts that you need to, and shame on you if you haven't. Um, just because you're waiting for the Moore store on today's date. Uh, I did want to give an update. The Moore store um, this year, we have collected more than we have the last two years combined, uh, which is awesome. If you don't know what the Moore store is, um, ask me later. So we're in Luke chapter 1. And uh, we've kind of been going backwards in the life of John the Baptist. We started out a little and then we're, we're following going backwards. Uh, but today's an interesting thing. How many of you are from out of town? Like your visitors, you're here for, with family. Anyone? I know. I feel like a stand-up comedian. Who, so who's from out of town? Great. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So there's people. We had some in the first service uh, as, as well. You know, a lot of times, Jenna and I are going to go travel um, after Christmas up to see my parents, and, and we'll be hanging out there with my aunt and uncle and, and their kids and, and my sister and her dogs, and um, it'll just be a, a great time. But this is a time of year when you really start to travel and, and, and you visit people. You, do, you go on these, uh, these trips where you enter into someone else's home and you stay for a while. And there's something to the art of... Um, of visiting someone, right? I mean, because it's not always easy. Uh, sometimes, you know, what, what's, who was it that said uh, uh, guests and fish are, are the same? After three days, they begin to stink. Uh, was that Will Rogers or somebody? Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where you enter into someone's home and it changes everything. So the way that you do that um, is very artful. It's if you come into someone's home in a way of honoring them. If you come into someone's home thinking, not what are you going to do for me as the guest there, but how can I bring blessing to your life as I enter into your home? I think it would change the way we interact with one another as we, as we get through the holiday seasons, which is a lot of times what we begin to say and think that we just have to get through. Oh, I got to go see my parents. That's going to be great. Yeah, mom is an expert at guilt. So there's going to be some sort of guilt uh, sprinkled about throughout the weekend. You know, dad's tightly wound and strung up, so he's going to get angry at some point uh, over what one of the five-year-olds have done. And, you know, it's just one of those things. They have a small house. There's going to be a lot of us together. And so how do you enter into this time where you, where you bring blessing and honor? I think it's a mental state as you, as you prepare and you go to visit these people, the, these loved ones, these friends, these family members. And, and you bring with you this sense of, of not what... You, can you get, but what can you give? If you look at some of the ways that people interacted uh, as they were visiting one another in scriptural times, um, for example, I, I think of Jethro, uh, Moses's father-in-law. If you remember at one point, Jethro was coming to see his son-in-law, um, who is the leader of Israel. You know, he's the guy that parted the Red Sea and, and did all this, these amazing things. And, um, and, and here comes Jethro. And what is what does Moses do? How do they interact with one another? Moses goes out and, and, he, and he bows before him and he kisses his feet and he brings honor to his father-in-law who is the elder um, in, in the scenario. And just because Moses is the leader doesn't mean that he doesn't play the subservient role. And you know, submissive simply means to get underneath and push up. Um, and, and Jethro, his father-in-law, reacts to him in just this beautiful way of blessing it, 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 because they put one another first. When Mary um, goes to see her cousin Elizabeth, they have an incredible encounter. They have their women who have both become pregnant at times when they didn't think they would. 
Mary, a young girl, a virgin, is visited by the angel Gabriel. And Gabriel says, hey, Mary, I have a great idea. God wants to put his son inside of your womb. He wants you to be the one to bring the Messiah. Mary, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, however old she was, is like, what? I'm not married. I'm a virgin. Gabriel's like, it's all right. Here's what's going to happen. And then what does Mary do? Okay. I am your servant. Elizabeth was old, was barren. They tried to have kids for years and never could. They had given up. An angel visits Zachariah, her husband, as he is doing his priestly duties in the temple and says, you're going to have a kid. And he goes, that's a good one. And the angel goes, yeah, and now you can't talk anymore until he's born. But you're going to have a son. His name's going to be John. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon him as he is in his mother's womb. And he is going to be the forerunner for the Messiah. So Elizabeth, this old woman, becomes pregnant. These two women who had these pregnancies brought upon them at times in their lives when you wouldn't expect it. Circumstances that are far beyond what we could do. Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. That's what happens. Luke 1, chapter 39. Verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, You are blessed by God above all other women, and your child is blessed. What an honor this is, that the mother of my Lord should visit me. When you came in and greeted me, my baby jumped for joy. The instant I heard your voice, you were blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Now, in this greeting, in this, in this meeting, this visitation between these two cousins, you have Mary who just becomes pregnant uh, with, with the Messiah. She's a young lady, and you know, she wouldn't go into the market by herself. But she's like, you know what? I need to go to Kerrville. Um, I need to go to the hill country to see my cousin Elizabeth. Because Gabriel, at the end of this uh, encounter with her, says, and Elizabeth is pregnant, six months pregnant. Um, so she's far along. And, and she enters into the house. And, and we don't know the greeting that, that Mary gives to Elizabeth. No, none of the Gospels record exactly what she says. But we do know that she greets her in some way. And my, my guess, knowing the culture, is that she somehow honored Elizabeth and said, blessed are you. Elizabeth. And as soon as she begins to speak, John is filled with the Holy Spirit as the prophecy was given. And it happens. And he jumps for joy inside of Elizabeth's womb. And the Holy Spirit goes from John and into Elizabeth. And this prophetic word comes out. Elizabeth doesn't even know that Mary's pregnant, right? I mean, this thing just happened. There's no Instagram like, hey, here's my belly. I'm pregnant. Guess what's in here? The Messiah. You know, I mean, that stuff isn't isn't going on. So she just comes in this long journey. I mean, it's a long way to, to 50 miles, something like that. And, and she comes into this journey. And, and as soon as she begins to speak, this prophetic word comes over Elizabeth. That, oh, wow. 
You have the Messiah, my Lord. It's blessed are you, Mary. See, these women were open and ready, and they, and, and they put, them, put the other person. It's this, this culture of honor that they're giving. It's, it's this, I, I'm coming into your home to bless you, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth senses the greatness that is occurring, and she goes, no, blessings on you. They're out blessing one another, I guess, if you will. And it's just this instance. And I wonder how our Christmases would go if, if we began to operate in that way with our friends and our family members. And if we come into this visitation with a culture of honor and blessing and, and going, how can I make my stay here better for you? Or how can I make your stay here good? And, and this is this culture of honor and blessing that was so um, all over them. But one of the things that I think is so important here is, that, is another visitation that goes on, this interaction between Jesus and John, if you will. The, these two um, fetuses, when Jesus enters the room and Mary, John goes, bam! Holy Spirit comes upon him and he leaps for joy. This might have been the first gift of Christmas, if you will. It was this gift of the impartation of the Holy Spirit. You know, the season of Advent, what we've been talking about is the coming of the King. We've been talking about the celebration of the baby Jesus, the sweet little baby Jesus watching his developmental videos. Um, sorry, I just had a Talladega Nights moment. Um, the, the, we celebrate this baby Jesus in the manger and we sing the songs away in a manger and silent night. And we do the live nativity scene um, of which, you know, if you missed it on Tuesday night, you missed the best Herod ever. Uh, but that's right. <clears throat> um, it was great. The reviews about me were awesome, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, but we do this manger scene and, and all this stuff, and we, and we talk about these, the, the birth of Christ. And, and we have the, the nativity scene, the creche set up in our home. Um, and, and, you know, we, we look at it. We have the VeggieTales one, and we have the nice one. And, um, and you know, we get to play with the VeggieTales one and hands off uh, the nice one because no, nobody touches baby Jesus. Um, He's too fragile. And, um, and I went to someone's home uh, the other day, and she has this amazing collection of nativity sets just everywhere from all over the world, different countries, different representations. And it's just this beautiful display of, of honoring those moments. Um, and, and that's great and wonderful, and I want to honor those things. But at the same time, what we celebrate the coming of Advent is this coming of, the, of Jesus Christ again. It's the second coming, the coming of the kingdom of God when he comes and he says, I'm going to come back to bring restoration to all things. There will be a time, and here's a little secret. It's not December 21st, 2012. It will be a time when I come back and bring restoration to all things, when death no longer has hold over us, when disease no longer can capture us, when oppression ends, when slavery is finally wiped out from the face of the earth, when hunger stops and thirst no longer exists. I will bring restoration to all things but in the meantime you do it remember this in Matthew 28 when Jesus is leaving and he's going back to be with God he says now go into the world teaching people to obey me and all that I have taught you what were the two things the most important things he told us that he taught us Love God, love others. Go into the world and teach people to love God and love others. Go into the world. 
And oh, by the way, I'm going to leave behind someone. I'm going to leave behind the counselor, the Holy Spirit, so that you can do things greater, that you as the body of Christ can do things greater than even I did. This impartation of the Holy Spirit when it descends upon us. And in Pentecost, when we celebrate Pentecost, when, when the Holy Spirit swept through the church and they began to speak in languages that they had no business knowing, and people understood the love of God because of it. When, when people were healed just by standing in the shadow of a disciple, we have that power. We have that glorious power that dwells inside of us. Man, the season of Advent, when we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the coming of the kingdom of God now. We await the day when he returns. Yes, absolutely. But in the meantime, I'm not just going to sit in some line. I'm going to move to the front. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines. I'm not going to stay quiet. Because people need to know. About the love of God, because there is oppression that exists in this world. And if I can step in there and bring some release because of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me, man, I'm going to do it. If, if I can sit in the traffic on Bassey and let somebody cut me off because they forgot that you don't drive on Bassey towards the quarry at this time of year. But that's okay. Go ahead. I'm in no hurry. What I have to do will still be there. When I go to my parents' house and, and, I'm, and I'm there in the midst of family that is awesome for the first 24 to 48 hours. I'm going to love. I'm going to love my mom through the things that drive me nuts. I'm going to love my dad through the things that just make me crazy. And it's not like I don't deserve that. (laughs) It's not like I walk in going, hey, your chosen child is home. (laughs) Put out the feast for me. I hope when people enter my home during this Christmas season that I bring the love of Christ to them. That I bring the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives me to honor and bless them. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Wow, what a great gift that was for Jesus to give to John. But then he gave it to all of us. Has anybody ever prayed over you that the Holy Spirit would be just glorified and magnified and just come out? Anybody ever had that experience? I know some of you crazy people have been magnified. like, yeah, chooch, Anybody ever sat under someone that clearly is evidently moved by the Holy Spirit and starts speaking into your life things that you know they should not know? It's really quiet in this room. Has anyone ever felt the Spirit move? This is a time of joy, a season of joy and triumph. Because it is a season when God said, you know what? This one's mine. The victory is now won. 
This is a season when the beginning of the restoration of all things happened. When God finally stepped into humanity and said, you know what? I've seen my people suffer long enough. I'm going to enter in this time right now to bring an end to this. Now, he hasn't come the second time to bring the final restoration to all things, but he has begun the restoration. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are those restoring agents, that we are those people that can move into this world of darkness and bring forth the light of Christ, that we are the ones who can stand on the hill proclaiming the glory of God, not in some whacked out crazy lunatic way. but in a way that honors his kingdom and blesses his children. The gift of the Holy Spirit is what he gave us. Let us not hold it to ourselves, but unleash it on this world. The worship team is coming up right now. We're going to sing um, another song. It's a great song that um, actually changed my sermon from 930 um, to what you just got to hear. Um, and I'm going to invite the, the prayer people and, and whomever, Ryan, you can go back, uh, if you would, uh, to the back, to the Holy Spirit Free Zone. Um, and during the song, you know, I'm going to ask you to stand and worship. Or if you want to sit, stay seated and, and worship too, that's fine. Um, just do what you feel like you need to do. If you need to leave because it's noon, um, that's fine. You know, all the restaurants are crowded already, so just get over it. Um, might as well wait and catch the second rush. Uh, as we're singing this song, this is a song about um, inviting the Holy Spirit to pour out on us. Um, I, I just want to step into that. Um, and for some of you, you're so weirded out by this that you came down the hall. You're like, hey, let's try out new heights today. Oh, my gosh. Um, what did you drag me into? Um, that's okay. You know, I, I just want you to receive it how you need to receive it. Um, if you're ready to, to just get into this and get this all over you and, and just like just move with the power of the Holy Spirit, and you want God to unleash things in you that you didn't know were inside of there, or maybe you have this little whisper, I know that this is here. I just need somebody to help me bring it out. I need somebody to just, just pray over me. We have some people back there that are just awesome prayer warriors. They're those type of people when you get prayed over, their hands are really hot. Um, and they're like, those are the people that you want to be pray for don't ever some people go to ryan make him feel good um but if you want um to go experience prayer to have them pray over you invite you during this time um, to go back there and to receive this first gift i'm calling it now of christmas Uh, let us pray heavenly father we thank you and praise you um, for the gift of the holy spirit that you gave us while you entered our world 2,000 years ago and then you you went back, Jesus, to be with the Father. What you gave us was a promise that you would return, but in the meantime, you gave us the Holy Spirit so that we might experience heaven here on earth, that we might experience release from disease, that we might experience freedom. God, I pray that you would pour out your Spirit upon us. Pour out your spirit on those who are here. Let us feel your presence. That from this moment at 12.02 on December 23rd, 2012, we are forever changed. Who we were when we entered in this room is not who we are now, God. 
And it is not because of anything that I have said or the way that these people have sing, sung or played. It is because you have moved. We claim that and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.